Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money, but I promise you this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business, and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life, and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. What is up? Welcome back to this week's episode. I am honestly really excited for this episode. And to be clear, I'm excited for a lot of episodes, pretty much everything I talk about. I love that I get to talk about this stuff and teach people about financial literacy as part of my job. But I think this episode is really important. And it's something that I will challenge all of you um, to implement. I'm going to talk about some things that I think everybody needs to go and do after listening to this episode. And what we're talking about is how to get clear on your personal financial goals and why that is so important for your business. We are going to cover why you need to know your retirement number or your financial freedom number and how that will impact the decisions you make and the goals you set in your business. We're going to talk about why your salary alone will not make you rich, how to calculate your target net worth and how to start thinking about and calculating the contributions that you need to be making to your investments. And we'll also talk about when it is helpful to have a financial planner. Honestly, I'm excited to talk about this. I think it's really important because seeing business owners not doing this was the catalyst for me even structuring my business and my services and packages the way that I have. And you've heard me in the past talking about past CFO clients who get stuck in their business and they need to retire or want to take a break, but they're not able to because they didn't start implementing a plan to take care of themselves financially outside of their business until it was really too late. And at that point, they're stuck with whatever they can get if they sell their business or liquidate. And, you know, that's just not a place that I want people to be. Everybody needs to have clarity around your retirement plan. And I'm going to use the word retirement as I talk about um, the plans and the freedom number, because I think that, you know, I don't I don't necessarily mean retirement in the traditional sense of work until you're 65 and then finally you get to ride off and go live at the beach somewhere. I think for entrepreneurs, when I mean when I say retirement, what I really mean is is true freedom, meaning you have enough in net worth um, to have the choice to not work. Or if you do work, that's cool, but you don't need the money anymore. And that's a place we all want to be. I'm going to call it retirement in this episode because I think that the word freedom and financial freedom is just overused. And so, un- so know that when I say the word retirement, I really mean the choice you have the choice to work or to not work. And I know for me, 
I will probably keep doing some form of work well beyond the point that I do retire, but I want to give myself the choice to stop working whenever I freaking feel like it, okay? As I'm recording this episode, I'm actually about to go on a vacation, and we are going to a lake house for a week, my husband and my son and I, and this is very much like me manifesting or trying to manifest my own personal goals. So you've heard me talk about like probably too much how like my ultimate definition of like success for me is having the time and the resources to have a lake house with a boat that I can go to anytime I want to with my husband and my kid so that we can just enjoy like that's the lifestyle that I want. And it has less to do with the money than it does with the ability the capacity, the time freedom to go do that. But since we're going on this trip, actually, when this episode comes out, I will probably be on that trip. (laughs) Since we're going, I have been thinking about my personal financial goals. And my husband and I, you know, it's something I take for granted that I'm so used to thinking about my numbers and my financial goals And my husband is too, like he has a finance and real estate background. And honestly, we probably talk about it every one to two weeks. (laughs) I take for granted that people don't talk about this and they don't think about it for themselves on a regular basis. I think everybody does this with whatever you're doing in your business. Like you are the expert, right? And you're just so accustomed to doing the thing that you're an expert at that you take for granted that not everybody else is an expert at that and thinks the way that you think. So that's why I think this episode is important because I know for a fact, I have clients who still do not know the answers to these questions and it's something that we work through. So we need to talk about your retirement number and how to calculate that. Let me tell you a really quick story of a client. I literally had a meeting with them yesterday and they're sort of new to us. We've only been with them a few months and we were working through a forecast for the next 12 months and they had set some really lofty sales goals because their business is growing rapidly and they're just the type of business owner like many of us who want to blow it out of the water, which is amazing. But for the previous month, they set these really lofty sales goals and they're not on track to meeting them for this month. But they are on track to paying themselves their salary. They're still going to generate a profit in their business. It's just not as much as they wanted. And as I was talking to them, I was like, well, you didn't meet this goal, but you're still meeting at least the, the threshold goal. What does this big lofty goal really mean? Like, why is this your goal? Or is it just an arbitrary number? And the answer is, it was an arbitrary number, right? Because, you know, they want to be quote unquote successful and grow a big business, like which I appreciate and I also want to do. But what I have to like bring us back to is why don't we get clear on what these big, lofty, long-term personal financial goals really look like for you and turn around and set those, like set goals for your business that will get you to those personal financial goals, okay? And so that's what I'm working through with them. And so instead of saying for the rest of the year, we just want to, you know, generate an extra million dollars in sales, it is what is the long-term goal? When do we want to be there? 
And what are the steps that we can take in this year that will have us on that path? Because I think that if we implement that kind of plan, they may not have, you know, a $5 million business at the end of the year, but they will have made progress toward their actual financial goals, which I think matters more in the long run. And you've heard me talk in previous episodes about why your day-to-day, like the boring habits that you have really matter more than setting these huge, like more vanity metric type goals, right? It matters more what we take steps toward, like the small incremental steps that you take, that matters so much more and will get you farther ahead if you just keep taking step after step after step to grow your business, to grow your profit, to invest, than setting these really high targets that you're not going to achieve. Okay, at least not in the next month. When we think about profit goals in a business, you have heard me talk extensively about how to pay yourself a regular salary. And that is always the first step that we take because you have to go from, you know, zero starting your business to paying your bills. That's like phase one, right? But here's the thing. Just paying yourself a salary, while that is amazing, And I know a lot of you listening to this aren't paying yourself a salary. And so paying yourself a regular salary would be amazing. But a salary by itself is not going to make you wealthy. You know what makes you wealthy is assets. Okay, assets make you wealthy, not your salary. So if you're paying yourself a salary and you turn around and spend it all on living expenses, then you are not building up assets which in turn are what actually result in the freedom of choice of whether you work or not, right? So in asset, I want you to know when I say the word asset, what I mean is something that you own that produces cash flow that is not necessarily tied to you having to stare at your laptop, right? So if you're only making money because you're staring at your laptop or doing work, however you do work for your customers, right, then that is not an asset that is making you wealthy. That is you trading time for money. And so the key is how do we make this shift and start to build up our assets? So that's what we that is what I talk about with my clients is how do we take their financial goals, their personal financial goals And how do we backtrack into business goals? Okay, so as your CFO, I can set more effective business goals when we have a personal financial plan, because then we have a target, right? Instead of saying like, okay, we're going to just double sales next year. But like, why? What's our profit goal? How can we get to the profit goal more efficiently? Right. That helps us decide What do you need to net in your profit on top of your salary? It helps us decide um, what does your overall business structure need to be? What does your revenue goal need to be? If you're going to sell your business, we're going to sit back and talk about what does that valuation need to be and how can you work up to that, right? All of these are ultimately informed by your personal retirement number. So profit goals, valuation goals, and your business structure, all things that we work on with our CFO clients, right? But we need to know the end goal in order to set the right business goals. Otherwise, we're just running around on the hamster wheel, hoping that it works out. Tell me if this sounds like you. Your business is growing and you're making more sales than ever, but you still feel all over the place with your money. 
You're ready for your cash flow to reflect all the hard work you've put into your business. You're ready to make some money and get paid, but you aren't sure how to get there or what to prioritize next to make it happen. Then let's work on that. My Cashflow Intensive is a one-on-one -on -one service that will have you feeling empowered, invigorated, and super clear on your next steps. And we do it all fast. The intensive is the only way to get my eyes on the behind the scenes of your business without a long-term commitment. In the intensive, I focus on three areas. I'll review your financials and identify profit leaks preventing you from making more money. I'll show you how to streamline your financial systems to bring in more ease and flow. And I will map out a custom plan that will have you adding 50 to $100,000 to your bottom line in the next 12 months. Together, we'll remove the roadblocks so you can make more money in your business fast. Learn more about the cash flow intensive and submit an inquiry to get started at trustyoungco.com forward slash intensive. I want you to listen to this episode and actually make your plan. If you've never thought about it before, or if you thought about it, but haven't like really gotten clear on what your plan is, I want you to start to think about this. And so I'm going to talk about how you can make your retirement plan. All right. So here are the things we need to consider when you're thinking about your retirement plan. And I do want to caveat, keep in mind, I am part of your financial success team as a CFO, as a tax strategist and tax accountant but I am not a financial planner. And I'll talk in a little bit about when you need to bring a financial planner and or a wealth advisor onto your team, okay? So let's at least talk high level about what the factors are we need to decide on as you're thinking about your personal retirement plan. And please know, the longer you wait to make this plan, the less choices that you will have, right? So what I mean by that is the earlier you start to build your net worth, the more choices you're going to give yourself later on because you will have been building up a your net worth over time. If you wait, and I talked about this, I think it was episode 21, where I talked about why you need to just get started now and start developing the habits um, and the impact of compound interest on your net worth over time. So you know, if you haven't listened to that, go check that episode out. But please know that it's just important to figure out your plan and just get started. Okay, just get started with implementing something to build up your net worth, even if it is $25 a month, it's still better than $0. And it's still building up your money habits. Okay, so this is true for you, even if you are not paying yourself regularly, even if you have debt, I still want you to know your plan because it will inform where you go in your business and it will inform all of the things I talked about, your profit goals, your business structure, etc. Okay, so here's the questions that you need to sit down and answer. Number one, when do you want to retire? And remember, I'm using the word retire in place of like freedom, retire meaning when do you want it to be work optional, right? When do you want to not have to be tied to your laptop? So I'll use myself as an example, like I do so much. I'm 35 years old right now. 
I want to be work optional by the time I'm 45. So that is within 10 years. I think that it's totally doable before then, but I think 45 is sort of my cutoff, right? So the reason I want to be work optional at 45 is because I want to be young enough to be able to still, you know, enjoy my lake house, right? And my kids will, my kid, I only have one. I don't know why I said kids. My son will be, when I'm 45, he'll be 12. And so we'll still have tons of time to go and do fun stuff when he's a teenager. So when do you want work to be optional? And I'll say like work optional, like when I'm 45, knowing myself, I will probably still do work, but it will be hopefully from a different place. So like now I'm working in part because I need to pay the bills and I need to continue to invest and build up my net worth. When I'm 45, I want to be working just because it's fun, right? Just because I can use the extra cash flow to do fun things to, you know, my next level sort of personal finance goals outside of my retirement is to build up an investment fund to fund other women businesses. You know, that will be what that money is really more used for. And it just won't be tied to me having to work having to bring on more clients, having to run a business because I have to pay the bills. It just comes from a different place. And the choice, I think, is what people ultimately want, right? We want to just feel free to do it or not do it. And if I feel like taking a month off, I can because I will know that I already have all of my personal stuff covered. So ask yourself, when do you want to retire or when do you want to be work optional? Write that number down and say, how many years is that? Is it two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years? Really ask yourself. And I know that there's some people who are like me who are like, I'll probably just keep working. So why does this matter? You want, again, you want to give yourself the choice because when you are 70, you are probably not going to want to be working all the time. You're going to want to rest. (laughs) I have seen enough business owners who get to retirement age and they're like, you know what? I love my business, but I just need a break. I'm tired of doing this. I've been doing it for 40 years. Okay, so do yourself a favor and give yourself the choice. The next question you need to ask yourself is how much do you need, right? And we're going to talk in a second about how do you calculate your number. But this is really like, what is your net worth goal? And I want to make the point here that we calculate a retirement number. And that is a goal number of what you have invested in assets that will in turn generate cash flow. So cash flow meaning the money that you need to live off of, right? And so I like to know, like for me and my husband, what we talk about is what is our target number, but really what is the cash flow that we need? And I'm going to talk about this more in a second, but I like to know both. It's like, what would my annual cash flow need to be? How much money do we need to, you know, cover all of our living expenses comfortably? Um, And then if we were to have all of that invested, what does that number need to be? All right. So ask yourself first, what is my spending? So if you don't know your current spending on all of your living expenses, what I mean by that is housing, food, clothes, spending money, in addition to health insurance, medical costs, your car, gas. I know gas is probably going to continue to be crazy for a while. Um, and then also, right, when you think about retirement, right, how much is your travel going to cost? How much is 
your lake house going to cost? Whatever that is, you need to build that into your estimate of your spending money. Okay, so ask yourself, like really sit down and say, how much am I going to be comfortable on, you know, in the long term? And please know whatever you put down, you're not going to be stuck to it. Like if you change your mind later, it's okay. (laughs) So just like estimate, what do I think my number is right now? And if you do this exercise again next year and it changes, that's totally fine. Okay, so how much do you need? And make sure you include goals outside of your just day-to-day living expenses because it's not realistic to think you're not ever going to have other costs come up, all right? The next question is, what mix of assets do you want? I'm actually going to talk about this a little bit more in the next episode, but what mix of assets do you want? And what I mean by that is, do you want all of your money to be in retirement accounts Do you want to have real estate built in? Do you want to have, like, I'll give you an example. My husband has courses on Udemy. It's an online course platform and they pretty reliably generate a thousand dollars a month. And, you know, do you have something like that? Like maybe a book, for example, that gives you royalties, like that even if you stopped working today, would you still have that money come in for the foreseeable future? Um, What mix of assets do you want? And this question I think is important because if you're like me, again, like you want to retire early, which most entrepreneurs say that they do, you need to have some money built up outside of retirement accounts because the retirement accounts, generally you have to be 60 to 65 to be able to draw down on that money without paying penalties for taking the money out early. And so when you think about what you want to invest in, we've got to consider, well, if Sarah wants to retire at 45, I have to have things generating cash flow from the age of 45 to 65, right? That are outside of my retirement plan. And that means I need to be factoring that in to my overall plan, right? So think about based on when you want to retire, do you need to have assets outside of a traditional retirement plan? And again, yes, there are ways you can access some money in retirement plans before you're 60. I'll talk about that a little bit more in the next episode. I don't want this one to get to be too long. And then the last question is, do you plan to sell your business? This is one, especially I know my audience is like 90% women. This is one that I realize a lot of you have not ever considered because it is something that feels big and scary and confusing and out of reach, but I'm telling you, it is not. If you create a business that is profitable, there is going to be someone out there who will buy that from you. And there are ways that you can structure your business to be more easily sellable. And I'll talk about this too in a later episode. But if you want to sell your business, that could be um, a net worth event. So I call this a net worth event, meaning when you sell your business at one one time you can get hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in your bank account, hitting your bank account all at once. And so I'll tell you like that is something that is potentially in my plan for way down the road. And so if I'm saying like, hey, I could get $2 million or more off of my business when I sell it, that is factored in to my number. So I know if my retirement number, let's say is $4 million and I think, well, I wanna sell my business and I think I can get two, then that means I need to get the other two saved up before I sell my business, right? So ask yourself, like, is this something I'm interested in? If so, start 
thinking about how that might work for you. And this is a really great time to have someone on your finance team to help you think through this option. All right. So let's talk next about how you calculate your number. And in order to keep this episode not crazy long, I am going to like literally right after this, I'm going to go record a super quick training video or walkthrough video on how to use these calculators to calculate your number. So let me just talk high level about that here. And then if you want to go watch the walkthrough video, go to profitandprosper.co forward slash retirement and you can get it for free. Okay. So first off, we need to calculate your number. There's a couple ways you can do, do this number. And when I say your number, what I mean is your total net assets that you need to have built up, right? How much do you need in assets, in net worth, in order to retire? So you can go find a retirement calculator online. Just go Google a retirement calendar calculator, and you'll be able to put in your numbers, your age, how much you're saving, and it will spit out what your target retirement number is. So that's one way. You can also use something called the 4% rule. Um, And so this one, again, you can go Google and read about it online some more, but I'll explain it quickly. So if you have read anything about the FIRE movement, which is financial independence, retire early, a lot of the FIRE people talk about the 4% rule. And what this says, there are studies that have been done that say If you have, let's say, a million dollars invested in an index fund, like an S&P 500 index fund, that reliably over time will generate at least a 7% return after inflation, you can withdraw 4% of your net assets every year and you will never take down the principal. And so that means that in theory, in perpetuity, meaning forever and ever, you're going to keep that principal or your main asset amount saved up in, not saved, invested in your account. And even though you're withdrawing some every year, it's going to continue to generate enough money for you to take that 4% out, right? So the way that you calculate your number is you say, what's your num- what's your spending amount? I already asked you to figure that question out. What's your, what is your spending need? And then you divide that by 4% or an easier way to do the math is to take your spending and multiply by 25. The math works out to be the same. Okay. So if you need, for example, $100,000 in spending money per year, multiply by 25, that is a net asset number of $2.5 million. Okay. If you do both of these calculators, the retirement calculator is going to give you a higher number than the 4% rule. And the reason for that is when you go look at these retirement calculators, they are assuming that when you are in retirement age, you are going to be more conservatively invested. Meaning when you're in retirement, you will have less of your money invested in stocks, things that are technically higher risk, but also higher return. So if you have more money invested in more stable things like bonds, for example, the return you get is going to be lower, which means to get the same amount of money, you have to have more invested, right? If you go talk to financial planners, they're probably going to talk about all these simulations and blah, 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 why we don't like the 4% rule. And here's what I'll say. To start with a basic financial plan, 
I did the 4% rule because it gives me a target number. And then there will be a point when I do go find a financial planner for myself to help me think through a more detailed scenario. Okay. But I, I believe honestly that as a starting point, using the 4% rule will give you a rough estimate. Okay. Of what your number needs to be. And I will also say too, that all these retirement calculators online are targeted at employees, employees who have a fixed income, employees who are investing in 401ks, and that's their main retirement option, right? Maybe they also get some life insurance and they just don't have some of the other investment options that you as a business owner do have. And so that's why sometimes I take the standard retirement calculators online with a grain of salt, okay? But remember, your target number is more about your cash flow needs than the actual number, right? So what can you invest in? Using the example from before, what can you invest in that will give you cash flow of $100,000 per year, right? So using the 4% rule, that was assets of $2.5 million invested in the stock market, in index funds, you could take 4% of that $2.5 million and get your $100,000, right? Alternatively, something my husband and I talk about is, well, what if we have half of that coming from real estate? How much real estate do we need to buy to cash flow $50,000 a year? And then we get the other $50,000 from our investments. The reason I like this, again, is because we need to have a mix of assets that we can access before retirement, right? So that work is optional when I'm 45. And so it's really more about how can you generate the cash flow from investments from not having to work, from not having to stare at your laptop all day, every day, okay? This is how you build up your wealth and this is how work becomes optional. So then the next thing I want you to do, once you know your number, your target retirement number, I want you to go calculate your contributions, meaning how much do you need to put aside every month in order to meet your number? I'm going to link a calculator in here in the show notes. Um, it is going to be at a website called Calculator Soup. And I will walk through this in the video, the super quick video that I'm going to do right after this. So if you want to watch me calculate an example of what your contributions will need to be, go get the, um, the video at the link in the show notes. Okay. But I want you to next step, go and calculate if my goal is two and a half million dollars in 10 years based on how much I have now, based on the rate of return that I expect to get, how much do I need to be setting aside investing every month to reach that number in 10 years, right? This is so, so important. And this is ultimately the point of the whole episode is I want you to ultimately back into what are my cash flow needs? Because this is how a CFO or you, if you are your own CFO, right, this is how you can be more effective and get more clear on your business decisions. Because if you say, hey, I need to pay myself my salary and I also need to invest $5,000 a month or whatever the number is, right, I need to have $5,000 a month to invest, then you can take that back to your business and say, well, how can I structure my business to make that happen? Because if you don't know, I also need to be investing $5,000 a month, then you're never going to structure your business that way. And then you'll never reach your goal, right? This is why it's so, so important to know your plan and to know your number. All right. So go and catch the walkthrough training. I promise it will be super fast. Profitandprosper.co forward slash retirement. And here's what I want to wrap up with is this question of 
Should you get a financial planner to help you do this? Actually, in a few episodes, it should be episode 25, I'm going to have an interview with a wealth advisor to high-earning women business owners that is going to be amazing. And we will talk in further detail from her perspective when it's helpful to have a financial plan versus having a wealth advisor and how to find a good one. But here's my take, okay? This is my hot take. I honestly believe that until you have at least a million dollars in assets, you do not need a financial planner, okay? And I say that because most everybody that I see that I work with who has a quote-unquote financial planner, many, many, many of them are actually just life insurance salespeople. And it is a huge red flag for me, and this happens more often than not, When somebody comes to me and they say, oh yeah, my financial planner, I have my 401k at my job or like not at my job, like a lot of the women I work with are married to spouses who are employed and they'll have a 401k from their job. And then their only other retirement investment they're making is in life insurance. And that just rings like so many bells in my head of like, "Mm, okay, you're working with a life insurance salesman and not an actual financial planner. And there is a difference, okay? You need, if you are going to work with a financial planner, you need someone who's actually vested, invested in your overall well-being and not trying to push a product on you, which is what unfortunately a lot of people do. And so I believe, I don't think that you have to have a financial planner until you have at least seven figures in assets. And the reason is because I think that with a little bit of financial education, about how to, what accounts to invest in, what types of accounts to open, and why you just need to throw your money into an index fund and not be trading, right? You don't need somebody to help you manage your money. And that's what these like financial advisors are supposed to do. But really what they end up doing a lot of the time is putting your money into um, the index funds, like the same index funds that I would tell you to invest in that a lot of these like coaches, money coaches out there in the world also tell you to invest in. Um, If you read any books about the FIRE movement, they'll also tell you the same thing. They're going to just do that for you. And then they're going to take a percentage, generally one to two percent of your total assets every year, which doesn't feel like a lot, right? It's only one percent. But if your return is, let's say, six percent, then they're taking one-sixth of your earnings. And that compounds to a shit ton of money over time, okay? So I think that if you feel like you need help with a personal financial plan, it is an option for you to go and find someone to help you just with the plan, to help you think through how to calculate your number, how to calculate your contributions, what the investment mix should be, right? They will set you up and then all you have to do is say, okay, I'm going to put $500 a month into this account and set up an auto investment, right? Super simple. You can totally manage that yourself, I think, with a little bit of financial education, okay? So I just, I get kind of worked up about this because I see, I have had so many clients who come to me and they've worked with financial planners who Their only investment, their first investment is in a life insurance product that is high expense, that they have life insurance and they don't have any debt, they don't have any kids, 
they're not getting the necessarily the upside of the market when it does perform well. Um, or, you know, they have they're paying somebody one percent a year to manage their investments when they have like 100 to 200 K in the bank and their money's literally sitting. I've seen some who are literally sitting in a money market fund, which is a glorified savings account, right? Or they just invest it in generic index funds, which you can totally do on your own. Okay. So I'm going to stop ranting about financial planners. I just see people get screwed over a lot because I think it's hard to find one who actually has your best interests at heart. And they absolutely do exist. I do know some for sure. Okay. But I think that until you have you know, seven figures in the bank, I don't think you need to have someone who you are paying to actively manage your money for you. Okay. So maybe if you're struggling to come up with a plan, then that is helpful to go have somebody like go pay somebody to help you create that plan. And then you go implement it yourself. And then when you get to the point where you have one to $2 million in the bank, get a wealth advisor, right? Or if you are on target to do that soon, If you have a high profit in your business and a lot of money that you can invest, get a wealth advisor. I'm going to wrap this up and say this. Think about, actually go and think about what do you do from here, right? Go and think about what is your target number and what contributions do you need to make? What kind of assets do you want to have? And how does this change how you view your business? How does this change your business structure? How does this change your profit goals, right? What are the things that you need to do in your business? And it may, I'm not saying it's like right now today, but thinking about how are you going to build your business to achieve those goals? And what are the things that you need to do in the next six to 12 months to take take steps towards getting there? If you do this exercise and realize I need some help allocating the money that I have, I need help with tax planning and tax strategy. I need help with figuring out which retirement plans will give me the best tax benefits or how real estate and rental properties might factor into the taxes and my overall cash flow from my business. Then go and check out our concierge business tax package because this is exactly what we talk about with our clients. I very firmly believe that every business owner needs tax planning From the moment you start making a profit, you need tax planning, which is walking through based on your current situation. What are you going to owe in taxes? And then we also need to think about strategy as you start making that CEO salary from your business. And as you start having the cash flow to invest into your net worth, we need to think about the tax implications. And that's where a tax strategy comes in to optimize how much you're paying from your business's income based on how you allocate your cash and based on what you invest in, okay? So if this is something you are interested in, I want to tell you we are taking on new clients in July and August, at least for the first couple weeks of August for the 2022 tax year, and we will sit down with you and walk you through step-by-step how to do all of this, all right? If you are struggling to think about, well, how can I structure my business to pay myself? How can I structure my business for growth? Thinking about how do I hire a team and make more money? How do I set the right revenue goals? How do I structure my packages and pricing? I want you to go look at our cash flow intensive. So the intensive focuses on pre-tax profit where our tax service focuses on tax. 
okay? The intensive is a VIP day style where you literally get my brain on your business and I will walk you through how to make a plan, how to streamline your systems in your business, how to assess your profitability and figure out how do we make all this happen? So once you have your personal financial goals, you think, well, I need help actually structuring my business to reach those goals. That is the cash flow intensive. All right. I love doing these. They're super fun. And I have a couple of intensive spaces open every month. So if you are interested in either of these, come go and check them out at my website, trustyoungco.com. You can scroll to the bottom of the page, schedule a free consult with me, and we can talk about if these are the right fit for you and your business. All right, y'all. So go and make your plan and then think about how is this going to impact your business and your business decisions and what are the things you need to do to get there? All right. We're going to move forward with intention and I'm really excited to see how this how this plays out in your business. Until then, I will be at the lake taking a break (laughs) and I'll see you next week on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? Send me a DM on Instagram at youngcocfo and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe wherever you listen, and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at youngcocfo on Instagram so I can give you some love, and I'll see you in the next episode.